Hey guys, thanks so much for checking out the podcast. You guys have done a phenomenal job of supporting through season one and into season two, and I can't thank you enough. These first set of episodes are a little rough around the edges because I was still figuring out what the podcast was going to become. So if you haven't taken a listen to any of season two yet, I urge you to do that. But other than that, just strap in and enjoy the ride. We have had so much fun making this for you guys. Thank you so much. Hi, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobody's podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Gordon, also known as Story of Bob. On today's episode, I talk with Josh Bean about moving from New York to Nashville to play bass after he uh, graduated music school. Um, This is a long episode, so I'm going to go ahead and chop it up into a couple of different episodes because we just kept talking. I think we did over two and a half hours worth of chatting during this episode. But yeah, we cover a lot of fun things. We cover a lot about burnout and mental health and a lot about just some of the stresses on being a musician and some of the ways that we think about things and approach things. So there's a lot of interesting information here and I think it'll be a lot of fun. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right into that podcast and we'll get started. All right, so give me the splash page rundown of who you are and where you came from. All right, well, my name is Josh Bean. Um, I'm originally from New York. Um, I'm new here in Nashville, moved from Rhode Island, and I play the bass guitar and upright bass. Um, oh, I didn't know you played upright. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, I play upright. Uh, I don't talk about it much because, especially like playing on Broadway, that thing is really hard to bring there, especially <laughs> around a lot of drunk people, and oh, I yeah. don't think it's a great idea. But uh, yeah, I usually play it for like singer songwriters and stuff like that. So that's really cool. Yeah. All so, right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, Continue. you're so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's pretty much the rundown. I would. Okay. I mean, I don't know. There's not much to it other than that. I'm kidding. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So uh, grew up in New York. Yeah. Um, New York obviously has a large music scene. Absolutely. Um, did you play in New York any? Yeah, I I played a little bit um, in high school. Um, I played at the Bitter End and like other places around um i'm trying to think it so long ago or at least it feels that long ago because really it's only i want to say six years ago yeah you're a baby yeah i'm 23 i'm not it's not like anything like that but i've done a lot since then so it's hard to keep track of everything um you know playing at my music school from back home which was always a fun time um and uh yeah i mean the city's great um but, you know, it's it's nice being down here for sure. Cool, cool. All right, so left New York to go to school, right? Yeah, I uh, went to the School of Music in Boston. <laughs> you can name the school. It's okay. Uh, yeah, it's Berkeley. But uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a nice school. I was really fortunate to be able to go there. And, you know, uh, it was a lot of fun. So. Oh, I bet. I bet yeah. you learned a lot. Absolutely. Um, so... I have some experience in music education. I didn't go to a music school or anything like that, but I've taught some and I've gotten perspectives from a lot of people who have been to music schools. And obviously you're going to learn music, Absolutely. but as a musician, you're going to learn music regardless. So before I tell you my opinion, I want to know what your experience was in music school. Like, 
what what did you get out of it the most what was the most beneficial any lessons that you learned that you think that you may not have learned if you hadn't gone to school or it would have taken you longer to understand or figure out anything like that um well yeah i mean obviously i benefited from learning from like incredible teachers um you know berkeley is like arguably one of the best music schools in the world and uh you know, I was very fortunate to work with probably the best bass department in the world. Um, and they're really incredible. They're very supportive. Um, and they really know what they're talking about and can help you with certain experiences. Um, you know, but I think the hardest part about music school is that, you know, when you go to a place like that, it's like now your hobby really starts becoming real as your career. Right. And like, they put like all these things on you and like all like all those all this work it's not like you go to school like in high school and you learn like math science and history and english or whatever and then you get to go home and play bass or drums and like you know jam out now now it's become your school and it can be really easy to like get burned out or oh um, you know because it's all it's all like one thing just it's it's not i mean you do have certain like variations of it like you have the ear training you have sight reading you have um you know the the harmony but it's really the but it's all the same thing yeah it's all based around the same thing so it's really hard to keep up with it a lot and you know moving down here has been kind of uh great about that like it kind of helped me with that because now i'm doing that all the time and although i feel like burnt out it doesn't really feel like burnout because it's like not as much being put on me right if that makes sense i feel like in our career especially like the burnout is from all the external factors more so than just playing yeah like if 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 i just had like a five night a week steady gig and i didn't have to worry about it just show up play get paid go home for sure there would be no burnout at all (laughs) it would be magnificent yeah all right so in school you're you're totally focused on music and i mean just beaten down with music yeah was there was there a point in your college career where like you were thinking maybe this isn't for me maybe it's too much or maybe school's too much maybe this isn't how I want to approach it or was it always just get in there and get it done yeah I was kind of the more get in there and get it done kind of guy you know um I have a lot of influences and one of them who's one of my main influences who's not a musician is Tom Brady Oh, and Tom Brady is the kind of guy who will um you know solve the issue and just work really really hard and you know put put in the work so that like you know like never give up kind of mentality right um you know before going to music school i promised my grandparents and my parents that i was going to graduate and um really for me there was no plan b it was like music or nothing yeah and so like i was already fortunate enough to be where i was and i didn't want to take advantage well sorry i wanted to take advantage of it like because i wanted to learn a lot from there but i didn't want to take it for granted that's what i was looking for so yeah, um, no, that the whole plan B thing, like that's a whole mental struggle in itself. Because yeah. I mean, as a musician, typically, like everybody's like, "Oh, that's that's great." So like, <laughs> what's your career gonna be? Yeah, and it's really easy to fall into that. Well, I guess you know, yeah. maybe I'll go to school for this or like get good at this just in case. Yeah, and then like statistically speaking, if you have a plan B, 
you're going to fail. Like, if you've made it okay to fail, you're yeah. going to fail. Well, I mean, I guess I kind of... I'll, I'll kind of take back what I said, because I didn't... Like, like there is no plan B. Like, it's definitely just music. Right. But I definitely had things that I was thinking, like, oh, if, like, I want to perform. If I don't want to perform, I can do studio recording. Oh, if I can't do studio recording, I'll do teaching. And, like that mentality is like no matter what I was going to do I found something I was good at and I was going right. to continue to do that no matter what and I mean it makes me more um like more like a Swiss army knife knife like you can um I'm trying to like or like a chameleon you know you can yeah, yeah. um try you, you can, can adapt to whatever situation exactly thank you <laughs> <laughs> no you're good um I'm trying to find words but that that too like <laughs> like I learned pretty on cuz I mean in school like I wanted to be a rock star. Like, yeah. end of discussion, I was going to tour the world and play massive that. stadiums for, you know, whoever the biggest artist in the world is. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's the goal. And then, like, as you get older, and it's like, oh, well, that's there's, like, five guys that do that. <laughs> Probably not going to be one of those guys. So, like, yeah, maybe I could just, like, record. Yeah, I'll record. Yeah. And then you learn more about the recording world. And it's like, oh, well, there's five guys that do that. <laughs> So maybe I should teach or something like that. And then I feel like once you really get into the thick of your career, you realize that it's everything. Yeah. no. Like you're you're not just a performer. You're not just a musician. You're not just an educator. Like you do it all. Like um, especially with like today's world, like with COVID and everything, Mm -hmm. like look at how many players have been like, well, I don't perform anymore. So yeah. it's time to build a home studio and yeah. get really good at recording. No, for sure. I, or even teaching. Like, right. I, I can't tell you how many times I saw some of my friends, um, you know, being like, oh, I'm not going out. I can stay in my home and I can teach at home. Like, let's do that. Exactly. And, like, I, I couldn't tell you. Like, when it first started, I saw, like, I want to say five people all in one day, like, mm-hmm. being like, hey, I'm doing Zoom lessons. Exactly. You know, like, and it's great. Like, honestly, like, I love like that idea i just wish i was more technically inclined because <laughs> I, I feel you like I, I could barely use my own laptop like i use garage band like i don't use what you're using to record all this because like i just don't know how to use it again I mean, another reason why i just play bass <laughs> <laughs> but but no yeah like you you have to you have to kind of be able to do everything in this yeah. career so like having that mentality of well you know, I can do this or I can do this or I can do yeah. this, but it's all music. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't consider that a plan B necessarily yeah. because like, it's all the same thing for sure. And, and like, I guess, I guess why I say it like that, like why I kind of backed up on that was because like, you know, I, I know a lot of people who go into music business mm-hmm. because Berkeley has a music business program. And like, it's not necessarily something they want to do, but it's a way that they can make money. Yeah. And like, and you know, some people actually really want to do it. And like, you know, I think part of that is part of, you know, pressure from, you know, maybe their parents or like, I've heard a, a few stories, like, I don't want to put like words in anyone's mouths or anything like that. But like, where it's like, you know, actually, one of my friends from high school didn't even go to Berkeley, even though she got in because her parents were like, that's not a real school. So oh like, wow yeah like so sometimes they're gonna like, charge you like it's a real school yeah. though <laughs> like no for oh they'll definitely charge you more than a real school like geez um but yeah like you know st- stuff like that where it's it's like you know the safe quote-unquote yeah. option which it's not because even even a music business major is is you know 
a really important part of the music industry and without them you know people like us can't even do what we're doing right so well and that's the thing too because like as a creative most of us aren't very business minded like we don't process information the same way we can't analyze situations and like come up with a business plan Mm because we're drawing pictures in our head (laughs) and thinking of cool new progressions that we can play with and like we're, we're trying to create something and make it stand out and then their job is to take whatever we create and make it fit in yeah no <laughs> so. and it's great that's like that's that's like my whole like that's what i want to do is like play things that make sense not necessarily are the coolest things in the world but something that fits mm-hmm. and like something that like that's just like you know paul mccartney does that he's one of my favorites so that's oh, nice. why i emulate my playing too all right so you're in school and like you've got the mindset of you're getting this done. There's no two ways about it. Was there ever anything that you got hung up on that you were like, Oh, like, I'm just not getting this. Like, this is hard. Definitely. Like, you know, cause they make you do different like theory classes. Yeah. Once we started doing like all these like poly chords and, and hybrid chords, I was just like gone. Like, you know, I'm a bass player. I don't play any of those chords anyway, <laughs> arguably, <laughs> right. um, you know, so it's, it's more like, uh, it, it, it was just like totally like left field for me. Like I, I didn't know much about it. And honestly, like I struggled, I, I did it well enough. I definitely need to touch up on it and get better at that. And, you know, I have a lot of friends down here, so, you know, they can help me out. And yeah. So, but I mean, like you said, you're a bass player. So yeah. like if you play a chord, it's like, a very rare thing yeah like, i mean one of my favorite conversations that i hear on stage all the time yeah is bass player would be like is that an a and you're like no it's a minor yeah so it's an a yeah, literally that's <laughs> like a, i mean that, that's what i play <laughs> the only time i like ever ask that is like if i ever take a solo which mm. um honestly for the person i was playing with and on Broadway, I took quite a bit of those. So it was really fun. Um, and that's really when it mattered. Right. But like, or like if I want to play something a little different, cause you know, when you're on Broadway, you're playing cover stuff yeah. and really people want to hear the original baseline or uh, drum beat that. And, and sometimes you can't even change it because it's just so iconic that yeah. if you change it, you're in trouble and someone's going to yell at you. Maybe you even get fired. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Been like, there. <laughs> But, like, you know, sometimes it also depends on who you work with. You know, um, one of my buddies who I really love playing with, who I played, actually how we were started playing together, yep. um, you know, was really cool with everything and honestly loved what I was doing, which I was very fortunate um, to be a part of and um, definitely felt appreciated. And so it was, like, really nice to, like, play some things, you know, play play some solos and, you know, not necessarily have to play every single thing right to the dot well and i mean once again we're creatives like yeah. even if we're playing a cover song like we have ideas yeah there's i mean play there's nothing more fun than when you're in the middle of a song you played a thousand times and you're just like oh all right guys yeah hold on because we're taking a u-turn <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we're going into reggae <laughs> and, and i mean song. that's that's instantly like what made me and you click is because yeah. like you would look at me and I would look at you and like something would happen and we would both just light up. <laughs> yeah. No, and because like there's a chemistry about. there that you can't fake. Absolutely. So I love you, dude. Love you too. <laughs> it's <was> fun. <laughs> All right. So you get through school. Yeah. 
you're from one of the biggest music hubs on the planet mm-hmm. and you decide to move away and come down here yeah to nashville well it did take a year for that because of covid well um but yeah after a year i, I moved down here um and, and you're new in town you've been here you said nine months yeah nine months okay so you're still getting your feet wet yep um what made you decide nashville over new york uh pretty easy um first reason um was because a lot of my friends were moving down here a lot of friends that i played with in school um, okay and also some people that i knew prior to uh music school um so that was definitely the biggest reason you know i had some people contact me saying like hey are you moving down to nashville you should do this and we can all play together and i'm like yeah let's do it um mostly singer songwriters because i play for a lot of singer songwriters okay um number two is i do like playing jazz but if i played that all the time i think you know i'd I'd have to retire or something because like i i can't just really play one genre all the time yeah it's like i'm i'm you know i i want to be as versatile as possible and and i like playing all different types of genres it's not just one and i feel like new york would be like a place for like the jazz scene um, okay for the most part so that was like another reason why i didn't want to even though like i lived there and i did know people it was it was just a little different so so because you were in new york do you feel like you had a lot of connections and would have had like a a pretty good start to a career if you had stayed um that's a good question you know i i definitely think i would have had a good start you know like i like i said i went to music school prior to college and um really they helped me a lot um both like with a job but also you know if it weren't for them i probably wouldn't even be going to or i wouldn't have gone to berkeley because like they they were really on it and uh, they really prepared me like okay um in that style like you know could have done something with them i also knew people who um went to school around in new york like the new school or like manhattan school of music and you know people who play um you know so like i think it would have been great for me to be in new york but I, i definitely knew that like I feel like I would have had a better chance here in Nashville because just everyone that I was playing with, like, pretty much just decided to move down. So it was a pretty gotcha. easy, um, pretty easy decision. So even though you you had the contacts in New York, yeah. what you were doing and involved with was moving to Nashville. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Once my friends decided, I was like, all right, I don't, I don't really even have to decide. It was kind of like, let's do it. So. All right. So I had mentioned before. Um, my views on music school of course i've never been to music school yeah but my views and judging from what i've heard from other people is once again yeah you're gonna learn how to play your instrument Mm -hmm. you're gonna be proficient at music yeah but you're gonna meet people oh absolutely everybody i've talked to that's gone to music school has been like hey don't worry about graduating music school go for a couple years and meet everybody yeah because that's the most important thing do you agree with that? Yeah, I could definitely, like, that's definitely one of the most important things. Like, that's, you know, some some of my friends uh, moved in after me, like, mm-hmm. uh, here in Nashville. I feel like it's the same thing kind of here. It's, it's not even just um, music school in general, but, like, it definitely helps kick it off. Yeah. But, like, once you start playing with certain people, um, you know, that's 
like meeting people is one of the most important things because then you meet more people and it's just like this whole circuit like again like some of my friends moved in after me and i was like here come out like let's go right. to a bar let's 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 hang out with these people because these guys are not only really good but also like they know people too and and you know they're great people so like yeah let's all meet each other and like hang out um and yeah like for sure music school is a great place to meet people like there's a lot of people from my school that are down here like hence why i moved down here um and you know get to reconnect with people and play with those people again and you know like it's it's one of the most important if not the most important thing yeah on one of the other podcasts that i recorded um it was with a couple and they said that like aside from your musical ability mm-hmm. that the most important skill that you can have mm-hmm. is being social and meeting people absolutely. and absolutely being able to have that instant connection with people and being able to talk to people sure and I suffer from that because I'm mostly introverted and I don't like meeting new people. It's I get you. very <laughs> exhausting. But literally every gig I've ever had is just because I knew somebody. Yeah. I've never gotten a job because I was just good enough. It was mm-hmm. I had to be good enough and I had to know that guy. Yeah. So, no, I completely agree. Yeah. Like it is definitely one of the most important things that you can do is just meet people. And I mean, of course, if you're in music school, yeah, you don't have a choice. You're put in a room with well, dozens yeah. of people and, you know, you're on campus with dozens and dozens of people that do exactly what you need yeah. them to do to further your career. Absolutely. So that that's that's always been my thing. And then, like, because you went to school, like your education level is higher Mm -hmm. than the average player who doesn't go to school. So if you do want to teach, like, you know, methods of explaining things that are different, you know, methods of talking about things and communicating that your average player that learned at home isn't going to understand. Right. So the communication thing is there too. Yeah. Um, When you were in school, did they touch on like recording or engineering at all? Did you have to do anything with that? Well, when I first started, they had this, um, this class called M-Tech, which is basically to get you started on your laptop, and they gave you, like, a pre-Sonus, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, audio interface. Yeah. And, you know, one of those, like, little ones with, like, the two inputs and whatever. Yeah, th- that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, you know, they get you started because they also want, you know, because co- college is college. College is great because it kind of helps you learn about what you want to do because some people go to college and they don't necessarily know what major they're going to be or right you know like I was fortunate to like um go in knowing that I wanted to be a performance major and you know because like you know that's what my music school before that you know prepared me for was right like being ready to know and doing things um but yeah so they they had like classes like that they also had like arranging classes so because people like to be like um you know playing at the Met or something, doing arrangements for different things or, you know, like just certain, certain things. Um, but yeah, like they, they, they were pretty, um, versatile when it came to like different classes you can take and stuff like that. See that I feel like if I were going to take a class right now, Mm -hmm. it would be more focused on audio engineering. Gotcha. Because like I understand drums yeah. Like I can sit in my room and I can Google all the information I need to learn whatever I need to learn on drums, yeah. which is typically just an exercise on how to get this specific skill sure. better. Um, audio engineering, I don't know anything about. Like I do yeah. really good to get this podcast out. Yeah. 
And one of the things I really want to be able to do is record from home. So that's exactly what I would do. And I've got all the stuff yeah. I need to do it. I've got uh, I've got a Behringer digital board over there. Nice. That I can run right into a computer and record yeah. up to I think sixteen tracks. Oh wow! And so I could do I could mic my whole kit. I could do That'd very precise drum tracks. Absolutely. I just don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm scared to do it. But uh, but yeah, that's what I would go to school for. That'd be fun. Um, <laughs> I've I have a lot of friends in that major, and actually, Berkeley is really. Sh- um, really serious about that major where oh, I'm sure. you have to actually audition to get into it. You can get into Berkeley and not um, and not just automatically get into like you can be in Berkeley and you'd have to audition in order to get into that major. Yeah. Like sometimes like you can just go pick a major and then they're like, yeah, let's do it. You know? Right. But for something like that they're because it's really competitive. They have people audition and um, you know, I've known some people who have gotten in and are great at what they do. And I've also known people who are great at what they do and they still didn't get in. Right. You know, it's unfortunate, but I mean, a lot of stuff like that. And I mean, I guess that's, that's an issue with a lot of musical majors in general is like, whatever you're doing, like there's very few musical majors that are not, I don't want to say talent based, but talent based. Like if you, if you go into, music law mm-hmm. like you just have to know information like anybody can learn information Absolutely. you don't have to actually be good at doing anything yeah. if if you're going to be an engineer like you have to know information and yeah. you have to be good at it yeah like it's not just knowing you know yeah. what to do it's being able to put it all together in unique ways to come up with a new sound that still works yeah make everything function properly um my, my band director in high school used to tell us all the time that like the complicated thing about music is you have to learn and know the rules extremely intimately yeah so that you can ignore them so you gotta learn everything yeah just so you can choose what not to do yeah and it yeah that's that's different than what your average person goes through when they go to school because typically it's all information based yeah absolutely and then flip to music or anything that's artistic like that and it's there's still the information that you have to have but then there's a talent and a creative aspect to it that you have to have yeah and that's a lot harder to teach like you can practice something and practice something but if you're not creative you're not going to come up with anything no for sure and i mean there's exercises to improve it but you still have to have the seed in there or nothing's going to grow no absolutely i i agree i think you know be, practicing everything is one of the most important things i because i feel like there are some people that you know all they do is read but then when you take the sheet music mm-hmm. away from them it's like what do you play right like, well, they don't know what to do and you know or like you know taking a solo like over the sheet music it's mm-hmm. like it's some people just don't know how to do that so like you know music school kind of prepares you to um to do like everything well and all right they give so you opportunities. so if you could go back and give high school you a piece of advice like let, let's assume you're toward the end of your high school career mm-hmm. you already know you're going to study music yep and you can give yourself one piece of advice what would it be um 
I think I would give myself the advice of like, don't forget what your goal is. Um, okay. I feel like when I f first went, you know, it's college and you know, like you want to do fun things in college. Right. And, you know, like I really enjoy spending time with my friends. Like my friends are like another family to me, which I think for a lot of people, you know, that's, that's the truth with them too. Right. But, um, you know, like, like I did meet a lot of people and like, I think my freshman year I was like a little distracted, you know, I was like living okay. the college life going out, um, you know, throwing the football at the beach or like, you know, getting ready for football games, like just to watch them on TV, having people over and like, um, cause at this point I didn't really drink. So I didn't like drink or anything like that. Like I was like clean, didn't do much. Um, but like I, I wanted to do different activities rather than right. focus on music because honestly the first semester was pretty easy um, because it's like, you know, the semester that like helps you get involved and like, right. it's, it's, it's like your like regular intro class to anything. Yeah. It, it's making sure you've got that baseline and yeah. that you know, all of the basic stuff. Exactly. So a lot of it's review if you've, you know, been doing yeah. this. But like, I feel like if I had started off a little hotter than, you know, doing all those other things, I probably, you know, would have met even more people and like got a little bit better than I am now. Like, there's always like I, I I always feel like I have to get better. I feel like every musician feels that way. Oh yeah. But like, yeah, I just you know was excited about college and doing certain things and and uh, wasn't really focused right out the gate. And you know sometimes it's about how you start, but there's also times where it's like it's not really about how you start, it's how you finish. Right. But like you know it, it you know the start is definitely but, important. But apparently you feel like it made enough of a difference to where you yeah. know it would have been easier on you had you focused a little more. Yeah. And like, you know, I was, you know, I was a kid and I had needed to mature and, Oh yeah. Um, so like, you know, it's lesson learned, like coming here, like I'm not like, you know, uh, messing around. I don't know I just... if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I feel like in my music career anyway, everything is on a five year cycle. Hmm. So like, Year one, I'm like, all right, it's time to get serious, yeah. and I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then, like, I push that. And then on that fifth year, it's like, oh, that wasn't serious. Now I'm serious. Yeah. Like, now I'm going to do it. Now I've got yeah. a plan. We're going to do this. And then five years later, it's like, okay, that was all right, but now I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, so, I mean, I mean, I feel like a lot of us feel that it may not be as consistent yeah. as mine, but I feel like all of us feel that they're like, okay, so like that was good. And I'm glad I got through that. But like now I've got to do this. No, absolutely. Like, and there's always room for improvement no matter what you do. Oh, absolutely. And like, so, but sometimes you just need to experience it to realize that, oh, this could have been done better. Mm -hmm. And like, and I feel like that's like either like with no matter what we do, like even if it's like, oh, I, I got out of bed at like. 10 o'clock I shouldn't have done that you know right I can, I can start off my day off earlier and I have more time to do things or like you know maybe I shouldn't have had that drink last night or right you know like you know certain things like you know kind of like win the day kind of thing yeah and like really touch up on like um you know making your day better so that you know maybe you can perform better and I mean there's there's definitely a mental health thing there too so it's like yeah. a, all right well like I practice for like six hours yesterday and now i'm yeah. mentally exhausted and i'm not able to perform sure so 
we need to cut that back or I need to, you know, focus on making sure I eat at an appropriate time before yep. a gig mm-hmm. or, you know, there's, there's so much again, because it's a creative based situation. There are yeah. so many things that influence your creativity and how you feel is one of the biggest factors. Yeah. I mean, and, and Hey, like there are also times where like, you can't help what happens. Um, like there was, there was a, there was a day that was fairly, I think it was like technically 2021. So last year, um, but, uh, so a couple months ago, a couple months ago. <laughs> and, um, I had played my first triple on Broadway. Oh, I remember mine. Yeah. It was like, like there was just things like I wasn't totally prepared for it because I didn't know I was playing a triple that day. Mm-hmm. I was, I thought I was playing two. And then someone who I know that again, yeah. we've played with, um, calls me is like, Hey, can you play this time too? And I was like, why not? I'm already here. It t- saves me time yeah. to drive back home, to then drive back to the city. It makes no sense. Um, and uh, so I played for 12 hours and then I got home pretty late. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, you know, was exhausted. Yes. You know, had a few drinks to help myself relax and passed out. And then uh, my roommate wakes me up and is like, hey, um, there's a tornado watch and we need to take shelter. <sighs> So, and that was like at three in the morning and man, was that scary? Like at first, like I didn't care cause I was like half asleep and I was like, let me go to the bathroom first, like <laughs> right. wake up. And then like, but then when I like started hearing the sirens and I took shelter, I was like, okay, this is real. Like, yeah, it was definitely an experience. And then the next morning, cause luckily everything was fine. We didn't get hit or anything like, thank God. Um, but I wake up and, uh, you know, I had to wake up early because I actually had another Broadway gig at 10 in the morning. Yeah. So it was like, no, like there could have been so many things I could have done. Like maybe I couldn't have had that drink, but like at the same time that didn't really affect my, right. You know, my, in uh, the grand scheme of things that didn't play a big part. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was going to wake up anyways and right. like, because of the tornado warning or whatever. So, you know, it's, you know, there's some things you can't really prepare for because someone can call you last minute mm-hmm. or some or a tornado can come. I don't know. And like, <laughs> unfortunately, if you're doing the Broadway thing or just like that hired gun thing, like you say no and like you risk that next callback. Like no, the second sure. you say no, there's a solid chance you're not going to get the yeah. callback the next time. No, absolutely. And and that's another thing is like it's hard to say no to those gigs, but they're so taxing on your body. They are. And mentally, too. Like you know again that that first 12 hours i played was just like i was done mm-hmm. like i thought i had a like a little kick at the end and then like i totally like got exhausted and i was like i don't want to be here right now right and, and it's not that like i don't like playing it's just i don't like playing for 12 hours at a right time. <laughs> and like the physical part of it you can condition yourself like no for sure it, if you play enough then like you can play 12 hours and not physically be too exhausted no absolutely but the mental part of it like you you can only do so much and i mean a double is rough yeah but a triple like that one's too much i'm i'm shot like the the whole next day i'm worthless yeah i think i've gotten to the point where or not as much anymore because i haven't been playing on broadway as much but like i think there was a point where excuse me uh there was a point where I could play eight hours and the worst part of it is just standing for eight hours. Yeah. Not even like playing it. Like the playing was just like, my fingers are all calloused up. Like I didn't feel any 
tension in my arms like you know i stretch and and you know take mm-hmm. care of myself but i've also been playing for like 10 years or no 13 years now so it's nice. like you know it, it's all like what i do and whatever and honestly playing on broadway helped with like getting my body up to that oh, yeah. standard of playing for eight hours and not feeling fatigued if you asked me to do that three days in a row i don't know but <laughs> no that, but definitely that... if it was just like all of a sudden like hey we're playing uh, this time and this time can you make it i'll be like yeah let's do it right um what is the biggest like surprise that you had once you moved to town and started working like that kind of oh i didn't realize it worked like this okay um i don't know i was pretty i was very again very fortunate to be in the position i was of going to music school not only in college but before that and both places in, like really prepared me for stuff like this I honestly think it I feel like some people that I've at least played with are a little more laid back than like we thought the music industry was going to be and when I say that I mean like they're like maybe it's just the people I'm playing with but mm-hmm. like it was shocking to me like how um you know not so strict people were okay. like when I played like I, like I could play a different baseline no one would care Gotcha. Or like, um, you know, I'd take a solo for like way longer than I should, but they were all loving it and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, that's not my job necessarily, but, yeah. but also they told me to do it. So like, it's just like, you know, I, I was just very surprised of like, you know, how, you know, again, I wouldn't say like laid back cause everyone works hard, but like, or for the most part, people work hard. Um, but like, you know, I don't know. It's just like, I felt like I was like I felt stress when I like asked to play a gig, especially with someone I've never played with. Yeah. But then like I go and play it and I'm just like, Oh wow, this wasn't so bad. Like wasn't like hard nosed, like cut your right. throat kind of like feel, if that makes sense. So I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of playing with a lot of people that are like that mm-hmm. and they'll give you that kind of freedom to yeah. express yourself. And like when you're, when you're in a group and everybody's a great musician mm-hmm. and you have the freedom to express yourself what you get is a great product. Yeah. Like absolutely. it's a very entertaining, very fun product. I've also played with a lot of guys that are the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And I feel like are way too particular for the situation. Yeah. And it's like, all right, dude, I get you want it like perfectly your way. Yeah. This is still a bar gig. Yeah. Like calm down. No, for sure. Yeah. And like I lean more toward the creative side. So like, and again, that's why we click so well yeah. is because I love being able to go off on a musical tangent and see what happens yeah. and love being able to like express myself or change, no, absolutely. change the groove or whatever. And I feel like the younger guys on Broadway understand that and yeah. are really into that and think about that as part of the show. Yeah. And the older guys on Broadway or the more traditional guys on Broadway, they want it like the record. No, they for don't sure. want you to deviate from that. And I've had several conversations about it, and I'd love to get your take on it. Sure. I think that that mindset stems from having to pull in different players all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes a if everybody just plays it the same way. Yeah then whatever the configuration is, we can play the song. Yeah. Because everybody knows what's going on. Exactly. So I think that's where it comes from. And then the new guys that come to town, since they haven't dealt with that, yeah, it's more of a, 
well, this bass player's new, so let's like explore how he is musically True. and see what we can come up with yeah. as to where the classic guys are like, well, he needs to play it this way because we're all playing it yeah. this way. So do you, do you feel that same way, or do you think maybe it's just like a like a generational thing or like it's 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 hard to answer that because like i'm pretty like not indifferent i feel like that's not the right word but like the way i was trained i guess you can say was that like you show up to a gig you play the music the way people want you to play it and that's it yeah um at the same time though like you know if listening for me is so important when playing with whoever it is and if someone goes a certain direction i can go with them and i feel like even though it's not necessarily the same exact part it makes the music but it's really about the music and whatever works and if you're a good enough musician you can do things like that Um, not saying that people who stick to the record specifically aren't a great musician because they are they're obviously um well paying attention to like everything they have to play and like really are precise and like that in itself is incredible um but like yeah, it's it's really it's really tough. Like you know, sometimes like I'll try things, and if someone's like, "Hey, don't play that next time," I'll be like, "All right, cool, I won't do it." But like the having the freedom to try is also really great. So it, it's like kind of like pick your poison. Like yeah, I'm I'm pretty adaptable when it comes to situations like that, and I don't necessarily like think it should be done one way or the other. There's like a good balance, I guess. I, I get that. Yeah, and I mean that that's a good place to be in because I would. I mean, I'll do whatever I'm asked to do because mm-hmm. that's the job. Yep. But I definitely, like, lean toward thinking that, like, the creative side of things is better. Yeah. If for no other reason, then it makes the musicians on stage have more fun. Sure. And I've always firmly believed that if we're having fun, the audience doesn't have a choice. Yeah. They no, will have fun. Right. Yeah. If, like... A band can be technically spot on, mm-hmm. but if they're miserable, that translates. No, it definitely does. And so, again, like, I'll do the job I'm asked to do. Yeah. But I kind of really want the guy that's, you know, hiring me to yeah. understand the job that he has to do. No, absolutely. And, and I, I think that's yeah. where where my hesitation or my pushback is when it mm-hmm. comes to, we'll play it like the record. Well, these five bands are all playing it like the record. Yeah. Let's do something to get those crowds into our bar yeah. so we make the money. No, for sure. And, and like, again, like, I, I, I guess I was kind of speaking on, like, a being hired kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if it were up to me, I would say, like, let's do it, but, like, let's do it a little differently. Let's change it, like, because everyone's right. doing it this way. Um, but... I feel like a lot of times, like, at some of these bars, uh, their boss's boss don't want that. Oh, yeah. And, like, and I think that's part of the, not problem, I I wouldn't say problem, but, like, that's where, like, different opinions come in. And, and, you know, like, again, like, I'm still going to play what people ask me to play. Oh, yeah. And, like, again, like you said, it's the job. It is the job. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And technically, it's not our job. Yeah. To be entertaining. It's our job to let him be entertaining or her. Right. For sure. But. So, like, you know, it, it it comes and goes, like, and, you know, especially, like, let, let's think about it this way. If you go to see a band live mm-hmm. and they play the song exactly like a record, like the record, why don't I just stay at home and just listen to the record? That's exactly how I think about it. 
but like you know take take someone like bruno mars for example one of mm-hmm. my favorite uh, artists and his bass player is phenomenal um they like go and play their song and they do like all these different chord changes in this arrangement that's like like so awesome like why why would i not want to go see that right um but you know like but also what you said where it's like yeah but we're playing at a bar and you know people are we're really playing for drunk people anyways and really right. anything we do they even if it kind of sucks they think it's awesome so right yeah so i i'm, I'm sure um I'm sure you've had instances where you've played an awful show and just felt miserable about it. And then that yeah. guy comes up after the show and he's like, you're the best player I've ever seen. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, God, just like, go away. Man, I suck today. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> and it's it's I funny because, like, some of the worst shows I've ever played, I've gotten the most compliments on. Yeah. And I'm literally thinking to myself, dude, I – I was goofing off that whole time. Yeah. Like I didn't care at all at that point. Like <laughs> I was so over it that I was just throwing stuff up and hoping it stuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, every, everything's different. Like I definitely, I appreciate, you know, the love, like, especially when like people come up to me and it's like, wow, you're like the best bass player I've ever seen on Broadway. And like, they're not like from there. So it's like, right. you are only here for a couple of days, first of all. And second of all, like, like I appreciate it, but it, I, it like, you know, uh, I feel appreciation towards it, but it's like, can you like, please tell me I suck. So I like play better next time. Right. <laughs> like, you know, it's like motivating. Like I always like tell, uh, some of the people I play for is like, as a kind of as a joke, but also I'm kind of serious where it's like, yeah, tell me I suck please. So that like, I actually practice and like, you know, motivate myself to be better. Cause I'm already like a huge motivator on myself to like practice and do stuff. Like I'm definitely my own biggest critic but if i hear it from other people too yeah i won't get too comfortable which is great but um you know like feeling like you can go out there and play whatever but again like i'm always like in the mood to like get better and do things differently and do better so see i feel like at least where i'm at personally in my musical journey it's more of an understanding mm-hmm. than it is like just physically playing better. No, for sure. So it's a lot of trying to figure out, all right, so this is how I think things should go, mm-hmm. but let's really dive in and like make sure that like I'm getting all the information yeah. and like reassess like how I play rather than just like my skill level. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've, I've got holy crap. Like, 26 or seven years I've been playing music. Wow. So like the progression of my skills has plateaued a lot. I'm not getting better very fast. Right. But I can always understand better quickly. Yeah. And so I feel like in that situation that we were just discussing where they come up to you after a bad show or whatever, like I really start to analyze. All right. So if I play what I think is good and they don't like it. Yeah. What's the problem? And I've come to the conclusion, at least for me, that it's a sophistication thing. Like, there is a point where they no longer understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And if, if it's lost on them, it's pointless. Right. So you've got to keep it at their level and play in that playground, mm-hmm. or you're going to lose value for them. No, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Like, I've definitely had times not necessarily playing but just like you know playing a song Mm -hmm. like that i like to listen to 
and like you know being a musician like i think even like instrumentals are like so cool and like different right. chords and stuff and like some pe- people who don't who aren't musicians like don't necessarily like understand what's going on and they're right. just like i want to listen to your regular pop stuff i don't know like right because it's like easier to follow along to and like you know, and I think that's, like, maybe that's part of the reason why, like, these guys who play on Broadway who are, like, needs to be exactly like the record so that, like, some of those people in the audience who are, like, because not everyone's a musician, obviously, right. and um, they're, like, oh, I love this guitar solo, and then you don't play the guitar solo, and then it's, like, disappointment. Yes. Like, something yes. like Freebird, I feel like you can kind of get away with because to, yeah, there's, once, like, so much solo. Once you've kind of hit that signature section. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to do, and exactly. it doesn't matter. And but uh, but Maybe. no, and and I, I was fixing to kind of kind of make the point. Like if you ask, you know, a regular person who's not a musician, you know, what's your favorite band? Yeah, and they say, oh, it's the Foo Fighters. Cool, because that's one of my favorite bands. They're great. <laughs> um, like if you go to a Foo Fighters show, mm-hmm. overwhelmingly the audience is not musicians. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely love the show. Yeah. If you go up to a guy and he says, my favorite band's Snarky Puppy, <laughs> you know that guy knows music. Yeah, Because exactly. nobody's going to listen to Snarky Puppy and understand what they're doing unless yep. you understand what they're doing. Right. So you go to a Snarky Puppy show, overwhelmingly yep. musicians. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're not a musician, you should have been because <laughs> you understand it on a level that's way above yeah. your average listener. Well, like, you know, there are also people out there who really love music and they totally understand it, but mm-hmm. they just, they couldn't play or like, I, like, I don't know what, like, maybe they just, or maybe they didn't find the right instrument. I don't know. Like, I feel like no See, matter that's what, what I think, I think are, it's that they didn't find their avenue in. Yeah. And so they're just kind of setting on that border where they get right. it, but they never yeah. did it. Right. Cause like to me, like I feel like you can always learn an instrument no mm-hmm. matter what age you are, and I feel like people feel like, oh, I'm 52, and you know my days of playing that I could have had like are over, so I'm not gonna try anyways. No, you're 52, you want to learn guitar, go learn guitar, right? Because like, it's it's not about like, like kind of like what I was saying earlier, it's not necessarily about how you start, even though sometimes you know a better kickoff can help. Well, I but, mean, if you start at age eight. Yeah. Then obviously you have more time, and yeah. time is a huge factor. Absolutely. But, I mean, when I teach a drum lesson, the very first thing I teach is a very basic rock groove. So one and three on kick, yep. two and four on snare, eights on the hat. Are you sure it's not one and three on the snare? I'm kidding. That's like most people when they clap. Right. <laughs> but that that groove by itself yeah. is in more songs than you'll ever play. For sure. Like, you could literally play an entire show with just knowing that groove. Yeah. You could record an entire record with just knowing that groove. Yeah. You could have a musical career on that groove alone. Yeah. And I teach it in the very first day. That's 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 great, because that expands. Like, you can just expand off from that. Mm-hmm. So, and so, it's perfect. Like, yeah, like you were saying, at any age, you can learn yeah. enough. And once you know enough... You can do what you want to do. For sure. And then it's just uh, you keep learning and keep growing until you stop. Yep. And that's that's my favorite thing and, like, the most daunting and disappointing thing about music, too. Because, like, I know how long it's took me to get here. Yeah. 
and then I see like the greats and it's like, I don't have enough time to ever get there. Yeah. Like I could live five lifetimes and not make it to that skill level. I mean, you know, that's the thing is like, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong when I say this, but I feel like you never know. Like you can feel that way, but you know, if you're putting in the work and you know, you're doing everything you can possibly do, you never know what opportunity can come your way. At the same time, you can work your ass off and do, literally do nothing with your career. Right. Like that happens too. Um, actually, like um, Victor Wooten used to say, not because uh, I went to a base uh, program before uh, during like during high school at Berkeley that he was talking to, and he's like, you know, probably uh, the best drummer in the world right now is sitting at home doing nothing because they're not a good person. I feel like. Like kind of touching on what we said about meeting people earlier right. is so important. It's not even just meeting people. You can meet anyone in the world and people will not like you for who you are depending right. on like how good of a person you are. And no one's perfect, but like, you know, you just have to, you have to be a good person and, um, yeah, just, you know, sorry, I kind of got a little off track there. No, no, you're but good. Like, um, what were we talking about? Why did I say that point? Skill level and then leading you had made the comment that you could be you could work as hard as you wanted to on your skills and still not right. have a career right and and so like you know you can be a bat you can work your ass off you can do all these things and it probably potentially might not go um that way because right. or the way you planned it because you're an asshole yeah. not not saying anyone is and you know sometimes but there are but there are people like that, and and it's unfortunate because they're really great players. But who would want to call someone mm-hmm. who, you know, gives you a hard time or like you know fights with you or like I, I don't know depending on how they're an asshole. Like yeah, and no, um, I've I've said to sorry. to any of my friends that I've played music with outside of Nashville that ask me about Nashville, mm-hmm. I basically tell them all the same thing. It's like, look, if you want to be in Nashville and play on Broadway and play regularly and like legitimately have a career playing music where you don't need a day job, Mm -hmm. your skill level has to be here. Yeah. And as long as it's here, it doesn't matter. Like if you can play this good, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If people like to work with you, you're going to get hired. Absolutely. Like you just have to be good enough. Yeah. Like the guy whose skill level's up here, he's only going to get your job if they like him. And if they like you more, you're getting the job. Yeah. And so rule number one on Broadway, I have always said, is don't be a dick. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, like that's the most important thing. And especially, like, if, if you aren't and you're a great person and people like you and you get hired, some of those opportunities that we were talking about earlier can come. And, like, and you never know what it can bring you. Like, you can be talent, you can be so talented and a great person and people are like, yeah, why don't you work with us? Or like, why don't mm-hmm. you play w- with this person? And that leads to other, like, that's like the chain reaction of meeting people right. and, you know, being a good player, being a good person, meeting all these people. And then like, you know, you could be having the career of like someone like Garth Brooks. You mm-hmm. never know. But at the same time, how realistic is it? Probably not very. <laughs> but that's also but the you just only way to do it. Yeah. Like, like I said before, you're only going to get the gig if they like you. Mm-hmm. Like, Whatever gig you get, you got it because somebody liked you. Yeah. End of discussion. Like, and you're reliable. You play the parts they want. Mm-hmm. You know, all, which it's, all, it's all comes into them liking you. Because yep. if you're not reliable, they're not gonna like you. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you know, there's there's a lot to it. But uh, no, I took um, I took a drum lesson with Kevin Murphy, 
mm-hmm. who is currently playing for John Party, but was with Randy wow. Hauser at the time. Holy crap. And first of all, dude is intimidating. Like, he's he's aggressive, mm-hmm. but, like, it's a personality thing. It's not like a he's a mean thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, when he tells you something, it's very direct. Sure. And so we get in there, and... Like, first thing he had me do, he said, all right, you're just going to play time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So he set me up with a click, and I played time. And then he showed me my time, and he was like, you suck at time. Fuck. And I was Ooh, like, sorry, oh. am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you're good. Okay, cool. And I was like, oh. I mean, I've just been doing this 25 years. Like, I. oh. Yeah. And, like, he completely tore me apart and, like, like, things that I'd never even considered or never even thought of as being mm-hmm. an issue. Like he super zoomed in on it. Sure. And when we got to the bottom of everything, he took it all back and told me a really cool story and gave me some of the most motivation I've ever had really? to feel good about myself and feel horrible about myself yeah. at the very same time. But he said he was playing a show and I think he said he was sick, like really sick mm-hmm. and not playing well, but he's playing the show and he's fighting through it. And he looks over at the guy running monitors and standing beside him is Steve Gadd. Wow. And I mean, Steve Gadd is a God of drums. Yeah. Like he is, he's in the Holy grail for sure. Absolutely. But like, if I saw Steve Gadd in my show, I wouldn't play drums. Like, that's not going to happen. He's yeah. not ever going to see me play drums. Oh, come on. <laughs> so so Kevin gets off stage and goes and talks to him. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but, like, mentions that it was a rough night. And, and apparently Gadd looked at him and he goes, yeah, but you were working. I wasn't. Wow. And that's that's a huge perspective shift. Yeah, no, for sure. And then he went on to tell me, he's like, all right, so you're a musician that can actually play your instrument. Mm-hmm. So that puts you in, say, the top 10% of quote-unquote musicians yeah. because you can actually play well. And then you're a working musician, mm-hmm. so maybe top 3%. Wow. And so at any given time on a gig – because not every musician's playing at the same time you're playing, mm-hmm. you're easily in the top 1% of musicians playing at that point in time. Right. Okay. Not all songs start at the same time. So there has probably been a point in your life where if you were not the best musician playing at that point in time, mm-hmm. you were one of the top 100 musicians <sighs> playing at that point in time. That's so cool. And there's never a guarantee that anybody's going to play again. Yeah. So there's a solid chance at some point in your life playing music, you were the best at your craft. I like the sound of that. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Again, as as an artist and as a creative, it's really easy to see the negative. Like, I'm not as good as I want to be. I'm not as good as that guy. That guy blows me out of the water. I want that. Right. But we don't take a look at, you know, what do we have that so many other people are trying to get? It's like, it's, it's easy to see how many steps we have to go, but we don't ever turn around and see how many steps we've already climbed. Right. And 
I know I, I mentioned that in a podcast before, so like I'm rehashing a lot of things I've already gone over. Sure. But like our mental health is super fragile. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so when something comes along and it's like it even gives you like a little bit of that, okay, well, I don't feel as stressed because like yeah. I am succeeding. Yeah. Like every little bit of that that we can get is huge. Yeah, because absolutely. our career is daunting and it's scary and it's intimidating and like mm-hmm. there's so many doubts and like like I get to yeah. play music for a living and that's amazing. Like no, literally statistically nobody gets to do that. No, absolutely. And it's really hard to see that when you're in the thick of things. Yeah. And so I I feel like on top of, you know, trying to keep motivation to get better and to understand your craft and understand the business around it, you got to take a step back and be like, all right, like I have so much to learn, Mm -hmm. but I am legitimately an expert. Yeah. And it's like doing this podcast. Yeah. One of the hardest things that I had to wrap my head around was like, why would anybody want to listen to me? Like, who am I? What have I done? Yeah. I've played music for 25 years. That's what I've done. Yeah. Like, I learned a thing or two. And, I mean, you, you're you super young. You're a baby. <laughs> I am. <laughs> but, like, you've gone to one of the best music schools in the world. Mm-hmm. You've, I'm sure, played with some of the best musicians in the world and musicians that will become the best musicians in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, you've already experienced so much more than... 10 year old you would have ever imagined sure but because you experienced it it didn't count (laughs) (laughs) like it it, it happened it's a thing like yeah like but you know i am very again very fortunate about you know being there and doing all those things but what i like to say is like it really doesn't matter where you come from like yeah you get great opportunities there and but that doesn't make anyone like better or worse than you like it it's right. not about that it's like it doesn't matter where you come from as long as you work hard um and you do all the good things that you're supposed to do and you push yourself the right amount and you know meet people like you can get opportunities that you know i got i got them maybe a little sooner than most but mm-hmm. like that doesn't stop people no 100 percent, 100 percent. like it's i mean opportunities come because you were in the right place at the right time with yep. the right attitude. Absolutely. Like that is, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure we have all seen or went to a performance of what would be considered one of the top acts mm-hmm. in the area or at the time or whatever. And thought to ourselves, like, not only can I do that, I can do that better. Yeah, absolutely. And which it can get frustrating when you see that. Yeah. But you've also got to think like, I, I, I could probably do that better or at least do it yeah. as good as the guy doing it. But that guy figured out where to be. Yeah. Like that guy was sure. at the right place at the right, right time, time. Knew the right and people. did the right thing yeah. and said the right thing or was nice to the right person or like, yeah, there's a solid chance that the guy that should have had that gig was having yeah. a bad day that day yeah, and either didn't go out or didn't talk to somebody, or didn't shoot his best friend a text, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's so many little things. No, for sure. Like, um, like I could call you tomorrow 
yeah. be like, hey, dude, you want to go hang out? And you'd be like, nah, I'm not really feeling it. I was out late last night. Yeah. And then we run into somebody while I'm out and you're not there. Yeah, and exactly. Like, say I go hang out with another bassist. And yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, I, I need a bassist. And he's like, oh, well, because he was there. Yep. So, and that that's, that's again, why I talk a lot about, like, the mental health. Because yeah. we have to be mentally healthy so that we can be the best version of ourselves. No, for sure. And that's the product at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Like, yeah. Like we are musicians, we can play music. Like that's that's a tool. Yeah. But we are the product. Like it's our personality, it's our excitement level, it's our everything. Yeah. Like that's the product. That's the thing that we fabricate that somebody else can't. Exactly. And I feel like that's lost on at least a lot of the young musicians and the old musicians. There's like that middle ground that get it. Yeah. But like the young kids, they don't know it yet. And then the old guys, they've forgot it. Yeah. But yeah, there's gotta be a good middle ground for mm -hmm. sure. Um, you know, just, just getting yourself out there. Like, I guess that's like another thing like I should have done when I first got, um, when I was first studying at Berkeley was like, I didn't like to put myself out there. I honestly, being here is a little um, hard. You know, I think that um, it's really hard to talk about myself in certain ways. Um, I don't like, you know, talking about myself specifically. I like to talk to other people about them and what they're doing. And, like, right. you know, like, I don't know, for, for some for some people it's really easy about like talking to talking about themselves to other people and like that's just a skill that you should have but also do it at a good level not just that's all you talk about right um because you do want to like you're not just a musician you're kind of an entrepreneur because you're kind of oh 100 you're you're trying to sell yourself to you know other people like why like i'm the right guy for the job because i've done this mm -hmm. but at the same time like it's like kind of doesn't matter what you've done it's it also matters like what you will do and how you because like you can do all those great things before right. coming down here and like um doing all these great things and just you stop your work ethic you stop you know being a good person because you think that oh because you did all those great things you're all that mm -hmm. and like you know that's that's really that's really an important thing to you know touch on is like just you know being humble but also selling yourself so that you can get that next gig. If that all makes sense. I feel like I've jumped around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely get it. And like, I feel like I went through that at a young enough age to where it didn't really affect my career mm -hmm. because I got to do some pretty cool stuff at a young age. And like, I would, I would get home and I'd go back to my friends and I'd be like telling them the stories and be like, dude, I did this and I did this yeah. and I did this. And then be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, so like I'm the only one that cares about what I did. Yeah. And unfortunately, like that's the yeah. truth. You're the only one that cares about what you've done. Like you can talk about it and you can tell stories about it and it's an entertainment thing. Like yeah. if you're telling a story that, you know, you got to open for so-and-so and, -so and yep. you got to talk to him backstage and it was super cool. Like yeah. people would be like, Oh yeah, that's really neat. Yeah. You're still you. Like, I don't care. Yeah. And you're not them. That's, that's, a, that's a learning thing. Cause like 
I always felt like, oh, well, if I could, you know, get this gig, well, then I would be worth more to people. Yeah, for sure. And I would be more valuable. Yeah, it's one thing to open in front of them, but it's another thing to, like, play with them. Well, I mean, even even playing, like, uh, I mean, I've got... I've got a bunch of good friends now that have gotten on artist gigs and got to play with amazing people. Yeah. And like they get home and like, to me, I realize obviously they're the exact same person. Like they're no more or less valuable because of what they went and did. Right. But I feel like I have to do that to be valuable. Sure. And that's, that's an incorrect thought. That's not how it works. I agree. And as a musician, like the earlier you can learn that, Mm-hmm. And that it doesn't matter what you do, like you're literally just the same person. Mm-hmm. That it'll help out a lot, and like it's great for a resume. Yeah. Because I mean, uh, like if I got a gig with uh, John Party, yeah, and I went on the road with John Party, like that's great. And then I get back to town, and I mean, like, hey, uh, I'm available if you need me. I played with John Party. Like, there is a yeah. certain level of okay, well, he's competent, yeah, in his craft. But especially in Nashville, everybody just kind of assumes you can play. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you played with John Party. That's really cool. Like, I was sure you could play before you told me that. Yeah. Because everybody can play. Like, It's like it was, like, not necessarily necessary. Hey, guys. We're going to go ahead and cut this episode right there. And next week, we'll pick up exactly where we left off. Um, again, we got to talking. And I looked down at the clock. And it had been, like, two and a half hours. So... I'm going to go ahead and do a two-part episode this time, but I am going to try in the future to keep it to one episode, even if it does run a little long. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. I would love to see you reach out. All of my socials are Story of Bob. Let me know what you like about the podcast. Let me know what you'd like to hear different, all that kind of thing. Please don't forget to jump on whatever platform you're listening on and rate us um, on Spotify. I think I've got questions up on a couple of the episodes. So interact with me and let me know what you're thinking. And as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender and never forget to tip your band.